0: Well, I had to say, Rana, I'm exhausted. Ugh. All the fan mail, all the letters, all the... Oh,
1: can they hear that, Dante? Has he they done can. it again? He did. Is Dante exhausted from the carriage house? Also, from the Saturday night that we had, so exhausted that he has to hit the zoom button. Well, listen, after people we behind stopped? the
0: scenes get very stressed out, Rana.
1: That's not my problem. You're right. They You're have right. We don't chosen. Need to know. They have chosen. Did you get a haircut? You look so handsome.
0: I did. They did a real high and tight number on
1: Very me. Very handsome. You look like a Navy SEAL or something.
0: <laughs> David Boreans.
1: Uh, Boreans, Boreans. Boreanus.
0: Isn't that his show?
1: Oh, is he on that?
0: Navy With Jessica Paré, which I had no idea until the other day.
1: Jessica Paré from Mad Men?
0: Zubi Zooby Zoo. Yeah, she's a Navy SEAL.
1: Get out of here.
0: I'm not kidding. I couldn't believe it.
1: Canadian. That. Canadian Jew from Toronto. Uh, from Montreal. I
0: didn't know she was Jewish. I just knew she yeah. was Canadian.
1: Yeah. Uh, in any event, we had such a time on Saturday night, but I don't know why we do a show after we do those shows, after we leave it all on the dance floor. Why don't we take a week off?
0: I have to tell you, Ronna, I don't either. And I have to tell you, my I've, I was sitting down for most of the show, but I had to soak my feet for like <laughs> two hours hours. I just felt well, like I had been razzling and dazzling. Bet-
1: we had to do between one and 2,000 meet and grits.
0: Honest to God. I mean, We're going to people- have to limit
1: that next time because it's too many people and it's too much to see, you know? It's a little sure. too much information for me.
0: Sure, sure, sure. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Well, you know, Rana, everyone everyone wants to uh, to get to know you a little bit better because you are sort of an enigma, you know?
1: Am I? I feel that I'm Very it's very clear who I am and what I'm about.
0: I guess so, but people want to go to you. They just know you're like a soothsayer and or a a truth sort of machine. So Mm, they just want to they just want to go to you to like
1: get the wisdom. Ronald Lickman truth machine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen. What you put we,
0: a truth serum out into the world. We had
1: so many guests, and then we on dab Saturday it into our
0: skin. Yeah. Yes, we did. Gorgeous,
1: gorgeous. We had so many guests on Saturday night. We, we couldn't did even. Fabulous. We couldn't even think about having a guest here today.
0: Are you crazy? I, I mean, the last thing Yad I need to do. is still
1: cleaning up from the party. It's that sort of a thing.
0: She is, yeah. Ronna. She is. She's very upset with you right now. I don't mean to be rude.
1: Excuse,
0: she's very upset me with you. About. She, Well, she thinks that she shouldn't have to clean up after two people now. Do you know what I mean? She's getting kind of tired of it, she told me. I think she had a kind of a mean look when she told me, but I think she's talking about you and not me, from what I could gather.
1: Oh, I see. She was complaining to you about the fact that she has to clean up after an extra person
0: exactly, and, and you I, took
1: it to mean that I was the extra person Well,
0: we're, Yadvina and I really have a special bond, and True. and I just I feel like sort of you gotta lay off about her cleaning the main house
1: oh do I do I have yeah. to lay do I have to lay off my cleaning lady about cleaning? Is that the idea? Why don't I lay off I don't you know Rana. about your responsibilities at the same time? no no, no, no,
0: no, no. I'm chock a block Rana. I have a list from here <laughs> all the way to Detroit. there's no way, really. Yeah.
1: All the way to Detroit. <laughs> Detroit, as they say. And people
0: need to understand also, Rana. Yeah. Since we've opened up a little bit, I'm doing my flights again.
1: Yes, I have noticed. Yeah. I have noticed the occasion that I'll come over and there'll be a sort of gone fishing sign on the door to the carriage house. Isn't that but cute?
0: I got it on QVC.
1: You're a big Hollywood star. I have to just be grateful that you come back.
0: Thank you, Rana. i Of course yeah. I do. Well, what do you mean you're grateful- You've never given me the option not to.
1: Well, I could still be grateful for something that's can, you're contractually obligated to do, can't <laughs> right. I? you I can. right. I can still show my my gratitude to you. #Hashtag you're right. gratitude to you.
0: Thank you, Ronna. Yeah, the live like show a ghost was fantastic. Today.
1: Did you know? I do? I do. I look like a ghost today. I no, think you
0: don't. You just yeah, got porcelain skin.
1: I guess that's probably what it is. Now listen to, to tell me. You. I prefer yeah. alabaster. I'll be honest. You have
0: me. alabaster skin.
1: Yeah. We have some people. This is the thing. We do a big show. We put out this show every goddamn week. We put out yep. this show. And then we do the Patreon show. We put that out. What are we going to do? This is what we do. This is what we've signed up to do. It's true,
0: Ronna. We hit the boards. No problem. We had to get
1: right back at it. And there are people, believe it or not, I'm doing a different tie on my shirt there. There are people who need our advice still. I'm going to tell you this, Ronna. For instance, Santa Claus can't just take a day off making toys.
0: It's true. He's got to get it done.
1: There are people that need help all the time. The bat signal goes up and we come running.
0: I do want to say one thing. I don't like Jean Villapique, but I did listen to the episode. There's something, she's got a streak about her. Wait, she's nasty. Something's very wrong with her. She's nasty. Yeah. yeah. Nasty.
1: Unkind. Unkind.
0: Her advice was awful, but I will say this. I'm actually very glad I was not here last week because you all answered some questions that were really heavy and beautiful. Your your answers and Jean's answers to that last question truly blew my dick off. I was so impressed. (laughs) I was, they were beautiful. I wanted to write it down.
1: I just remember that candy, what was it called, Warheads?
0: Yeah, I vaguely remember it.
1: Where they have a mushroom cloud, like a, you know. Yes. That's what I imagined when you said it blew your... uh, Blew your pat off. That's what I imagine.
0: She was now, very, she's clearly trying a very to sensitive I'm not remember person. what the
1: question was, because as soon as I answer these questions, I don't remember them well, no. they, all so three, the, at all. Well, all three of
0: them, the one, and by I the way- can't I can't believe you
1: listened to the episode. Well, by the way, I I'm know shocked. that
0: question about, I don't remember what the question was as a test, but I'll tell you right now.
1: You never listened to the episode. That's even the ones Even the ones you're in, so I'm shocked. That's,
0: I especially don't listen to the ones I'm in, but I always listen to the ones that the guests are in. I got to tell you this, Rana. The first one was about the woman who wanted the breast reduction, which yes. I thought was so fabulous. The second one, I'm having trouble remembering, I will say. But the third one was the friend who was who had cancer, potentially yes. a very bad case of it, and who and was no in the was will. no one was
1: talking about it.
0: Correct. Yeah. And it was yeah. just you and Jean having personal experience with such a thing, really, I thought, was remarkable. I loved it.
1: That's very nice of you to say, Brian. Thank yeah. you.
0: But I don't remember the second question. So I don't, I don't know you either. guys, but you guys obviously didn't come but to The second
1: person one. didn't win. No. Yeah. No, they I didn't. Don't, oh, the other, but, I, I remember the second one. It was terrific. Which one? The second question was the woman who boyfriend has a quote-unquote existential crisis every couple of years and she's living in another country and we told her "Stay you sex in the city right now
0: you gave such rana advice it was great to be like (laughs) okay i understand that that's what you want to do so you're you just have to move out and i'm gonna you know be on my own explore the city yeah
1: (laughs) well you seem to be having a problem so why don't you relocate and i just wanted to go walk
0: around here and check out the city see if i maybe want to move here (laughs) <laughs> Probably better to do that without you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I wanted her to take a few lovers while she it was out.
0: Honestly, I really had FOMO for what her experience. Sample will be the local
1: those. cuisine. Dear. No, sh- no kidding. No S-H-I-T, Brian I
0: almost went there, Ron. I almost went there, but you know, I'm really <laughs> trying to do a little bit better post
1: show. You know, I was thinking about our Patreon from last week. It stuck with me about the woman who said she just wanted someone to have dinner with, and then sent a laundry list. It was the cliffhanger on the Gene Phillips. Yes, oh, of
0: course, Joan of Arc.
1: Exactly, and for the Patreons, they'll know what we're talking about, and for the people that listen to the cliffhanger, you so you heard the cliffhanger. Yeah. And then we had a follow-up from her, and she gave us a laundry list of what she was looking for it in another person. It was a lot of things.
0: And this, but was, not that. That, but yes. not this.
1: And, yeah. I, and, you know, a person who likes red wine but wants to eat a, share a, a bucket of Popeye's chicken with me or whatever right. it was. Right, exactly. And as I was walking today, I thought to myself, the nerve of her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it hit you like a truck?
1: She wrote in saying she just wanted someone to occasionally have a meal with. Then she followed up saying she's got a full calendar of events yeah. through work and she's hoping that person's going to be coming to that too. He's and they need hang to be at able a black to wear yes. sweatpants and diamonds is what she wanted.
0: Exactly. Yes. That's what yes. she it was it was an extensive specific list that was a little too exhaustive I
1: think. But at the very beginning of the email she said she doesn't want to meet another partner for life. She just wants she just wants a little companionship, which was not true. And what I realized is which you said at the time on Patreon, that her list is too uh, demanding. It's, and that if you, you can be as demanding as you want if you're looking to share your life with somebody. But if you're just looking for somebody to spend some time with, the other thing is, it's you're going to have to go through a couple of people first. The perfect person isn't, you're going to have to kiss a couple of frogs.
0: Definitely. I love when people say, look, I, and in movies too, they're just like, I just want a guy who can, and then it's 10 minutes later. You're like, well, I don't know who you're talking about now.
1: Yeah. Sounds That's not be. easy to find. You said you wanted a bucket of chicken and somebody to make out with. And now, now we need someone who's got a JDM day. Right. With a yeah. Royal
0: line. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> but who also was a rancher for five years. Like it just, what? Is-
1: <laughs> wait a minute. Speaking of the Royal line, Adam Rippon made a joke. Did you catch this? I have two updates I have to give you. Well,
0: I know that he accidentally, I saw some video of him where he had accidentally taken his
1: student's credentials. I was going to say his daughter's credentials, his daughter, daughter that he's coaching for the
0: Olympics. (laughs) Toblers and tiaras. Yeah.
1: And I DM'd him because I loved, he was wearing such a cute fleece under his jacket in that video. Mm -hmm. And I said, forget about the credentials. Let's talk about this fleece. Is it, Team yeah. issue, or can I get this somewhere for Jordan? Right. And he said, Team issue, and, and I Brian, had to beg Brian, them yeah. to give it to me. So oh. he's got it, but it's got really it. just for the team, for the, for the players or the athletes, whatever the they
0: performers. call them. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the musketeers or whatever <laughs> they call them. It does feel a little like that this year. For doesn't? the crew. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. It's a little kidding? bit like this is Disney on ice or something. It doesn't feel.
0: No, I'm so behind too. I still need to see Nathan Chen.
1: No, I haven't seen it either. I have to watch that. Yeah. But but hopefully Adam will come on and talk to us about it. But more oh, importantly, he said what was his joke about he made a Princess Diaries joke. What's the name of the country in the Princess Diaries?
0: Oh, it's something wild.
1: Segovia. Dante, can you see? Something it's like Something this.
0: like that. Yeah.
1: I think Segovia is from the um what's it called avengers or something like that but oh, okay. anyway he made a joke about uh th- th- about the nation of segovia how they were coming to the podium or something like that <laughs> uh and madison Ca- genovia genovia yeah. yes thank you and madison cawthorn you know who that is no that Absolutely. The, the
0: villain from uh
1: the villain from Tennessee every, or where, right, every, exactly. wherever he's North Carolina, I think he's right. from. Dante, where's Madison Cawthorne from?
0: I love that name. Madison Cawthorne. You
1: know exactly who he is. He's the guy who's dynasty in the wheelchair. legend. No, he's, okay. he's the twenty-four two-year-old congressman in the wheelchair.
0: Oh, yes, I do know who that is. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. He's Christopher Reeves, you know. Rana Bizarro son or something like that. <laughs>
0: Rana.
1: North Carolina, that's right. Okay. In any event, he said something like, Well, all athletes who who you can't represent two countries at the same time. Adam Ripon made a joke about it. Somebody was was I'm getting it all wrong, but, but how someone they was, was representing America in Genovia instead of America, he made a joke about the Princess oh, Tyres. And got it. Madison Cawthorn took it as a MAGA moment. Because he's an absolute dumbbell, and the question is, was it Gus
0: Kempworthy? Because now Gus Kempworthy is racing for the—he's competing for the British this year, not the Americans.
1: Well, everybody's competing for people they're not supposed to. What I've seen, Mm. meaning all these girls who grew up in America—that what about that poor Skata who, uh, you know, gave up her American citizenship and. You know, but she, but the other one didn't. I don't know why. I don't know about that story. So there's a girl's about sixteen. She gave up her American citizenship. She's from Orange County. She changed her name to a Chinese name. She skated for China, and she fell four thousand times. And if she's still alive after this broadcast, it'll be miracle. Oh my god, that's awful. Then the other girl who is the freestyle skier.
0: Oh yes, I saw that.
1: Very beautiful, has done like Mm -hmm. a Louis Vuitton Vuitton campaign, et cetera, et cetera, Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. the Dolomites, you know, in a James Bond setting. Uh, She's also competing for China, even though she was raised in San Francisco, her mother's Chinese. But it didn't seem to me that she'd given up her American citizenship. So I don't know. Oh, you know what it must must be? The other girl's parents are both Chinese. And so she was American because she was born in born here in okay. this country. But the other girl has dual citizenship probably because her father was American and her mother was Chinese.
0: So do they live in China now?
1: Which one? Julie? The one who the had to give up her citizenship. Yes, she moved there in I don't know when, twenty sixteen or something wow. like that.
0: Just for this dream, probably.
1: Just for this dream. And she Goodness. bounced around.
0: That's the ice. so sad. She bounced
1: around like you dropped a absolute tennis ball on the ice. I mean, she was- Well, she
0: got she, to ski at the Olympics, or skate at the Olympics, whichever it was.
1: Do you think that's considered a prize in China? Getting to compete <laughs> right. or, or winning? Right. Come on. Who sure. cares about getting to compete? She'll not, She's supposed to take that as a consolation? Sure, sure, sure. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, all right, dear. You want to read the okay, first question? Not. It's just us today.
0: Yeah, why not? It's so cozy in here. I love okay. it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Dear.
1: What about that cocktail that Kana made for us, by <sighs> the way?
0: He certainly incredible. stirred it up in there. <laughs>
1: incredible. And I have to say, we'll get, you know.
0: Ronna, you it, know, I kept the balloons. I still have them.
1: Is that right?
0: Yeah, they're deflating a little bit, but I think they're infused with different sorts of uh, people who have died that I that are communicating with me again, maybe.
1: Oh, that's nice. Just like Coco. Require me.
0: Coco the gorilla?
1: Oh, Coco, the movie from Pixar.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes.
1: Yes. That all of our ancestors are around us at all times. And you always happen to be in a couple of helium balloons. <laughs> That's
0: right. From Party City.
1: <laughs> uh, in any event, I'm very excited about what's coming up with Kana. That's all I'll say. With The details Ooh. to come. Details to come. But it's going to be fabulous.
0: From forgotten free trials to automatic renewals when big companies keep charging you. True bill is your secret weapon to save you money on subscriptions you don't need. Now, Ronna, true Bill is, is truly Genshaw's nightmare.
1: No, this is, you're not kidding. Fully. I mean, this is incredible. These people, you don't know how many, think about that. Yeah. How many free subscriptions you've signed up for? A one month trials or this and yeah. that. I don't know how the magic works, but these people keep track of all of it. And then with a click of a button, you can unsubscribe from all those things that you said to yourself. Oh, I can't even think about thinking about unsubscribing from this.
0: Totally. The average person saves up to $720 per year with Truebill.
1: Get out of here. $720
0: a year. That's the round trip uh, ticket to Europe. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And get this, Rana, You're going to love this. Your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel Ah. unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to.
1: So you don't even have to have the conversation. They'll have it for you. Yeah. Incredible. They'll be the middleman. That, honestly, that, I can't think of, that is absolutely an area of everyone's life that there's only two or three people to get off on having to have those conversations, and I don't know them.
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: I mean- this is amazing for the procrastinators and the avoiders in our audience. Oh, perfect. Ones, you just bury yeah. it
0: down, bury it down. Bury mm-hmm. it down. <laughs> no question. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Wow. Matthew B said, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my direct TV bill. I saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. I saved $840 a year on car insurance. I got to tell you, there's one company in particular that I'm thinking of that I cannot figure out how to cancel it. I cannot figure out for the life of me how to get off them sending me monthly body wash. So I yeah. i hoping me. this will work. You have a
1: body wash subscription? How did you get a body? You know what? This is an ad. We can't get into this on an know. Ad.
0: Don't fall for subscription scams <laughs> like I did. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Seriously, go right now. Start saving the money. Truebill.com slash Ask Rana. It could save you thousands of years. Truebill.com slash Ask Rana.
1: Attention Carriage House members run a year to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create our podcast. And let me tell you something you can use it to create a podcast of your own. So download the free Anka app now, or go to Anka FM to get started today. Kiss kiss.
0: Dear Rana and Brian, listening to your podcast is a true delight. I have a workplace etiquette question. Can't argue with that. Thank you. One of my direct reports just shared with me that she is pregnant. She's nine weeks along. So like disgusting. She's nine weeks along, (laughs) so Lightly will be sharing on a larger level for several more weeks. My question is, do I tell my boss, Jesus, or let her (sighs) share the information when she is ready? What? I know my boss will want to start planning ahead for her absence as coverage of her duties is going to be a challenge. That said, her leave is a ways away, and I don't imagine waiting a few weeks to share will impact our planning process
1: what Th-
0: who is this person
1: this is a fan of Oz. you're telling me
0: is it rude to share someone's pregnancy news in the workplace or is it more what? important to keep your boss informed of team updates what thank you so much for your insight <laughs> becca p.s brian you read my letter about my friend Trista several months ago on patreon suffice it to say your advice was spot on
1: what was the letter
0: she recently proposed to a man she met while he was getting a paternity test at her work. Uh, we haven't uh, spoken much since uh, the fall. Your advice was just the reality bomb I needed to take a step back from the friendship. And for that, I truly thank you. I have to be honest, I don't remember that letter, but I'm glad the advice worked. I, I, Mimi I feel didn't like you're, put you're it not going to like mine today. That's, huh? the sort
1: of th- that's the sort of thing Mimi usually puts in the brief, whatever oh, the previous don't letter think was. not she did, though. Did she? No. Brian, Ronna, please. I
0: am... I I will do anything to get ahead in this world. Mm -hmm. I like digging up the scoop and sharing the scoop to say, guess who's about to not work very hard? Mm -hmm. Guess who's about to be a complainer in this workplace? Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, Becca, this is outrageous that you would even think. What is your train of (laughs) – I'm so aghast. I don't even know.
1: It, it, it's it,
0: jaw-dropping Why on earth would you tell someone Tell your boss they're pregnant So that they could start planning a couple weeks earlier
1: I I can't imagine In what universe You think That this Is your business Your place Or that it's going to affect your performance Negatively If your boss finds out That you found out first Because that's the only Way that this that this is an issue, right?
0: Yeah, that's the and only
1: possible question you could be asking us. Am I going to get in yes. trouble? You, what you should be saying is, what if? My, which is already ridiculous scenarioizing. Anyway, oh, I mean, it
0: would be a lawsuit what from here to. Have if
1: done. my boss finds out I found out and didn't tell them, Got that it. is the only possible question you could be asking, and you should, at this stage in your life, be able to answer that question. Especially if you're a listener of this show,
0: and which you're, is,
1: you say to your boss, "It really wasn't my business to share." Yeah,
0: right. And if your boss even asks, like, "Did you know this and didn't tell me?" That's crazy and awful. But also, yeah, it wasn't really my place to tell you.
1: And if you're especially the because sort she's of not Tracy, even through her first trimester, you're the first of all. She shouldn't have even told you yet. True. If you're the sort of Tracy Glick. That feels like you need to tell the boss before.
0: Flick. But, Ronna, to... I know what you were doing there. You were trying to make it more about you by saying Glick instead of Flick.
1: Oh, is that a name?
0: Tracy Flick. You're Ronna Glick. That's why
1: you said I thought she was Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Flick. That's the go. one. Glick. Tracy yeah. Flick. Glick. Maybe you Kick. can relate to her. Glick. Yeah. Kick. Sure. Dick. Excuse I've been me? playing a lot of Wordle. I've <laughs> been playing a lot of Wordle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how are you doing? I don't know I'm how they measure I'm not really
1: playing a lot of Wordle. I've done it three or four times, but then I get nervous I if yet. I don't do it every day. I'm supposed to do it every day or something.
0: Oh. It doesn't
1: add up to anything, though.
0: No, it never think. does. Nothing does, though. Nothing
1: does. I do these dum-dums putting up their scores. Yeah. What is it? Why? I
0: don't know. What are they getting I,
1: out of it? The other communited? day someone had two-
0: Two parallel lines, and was like, "Oh!" And the comment was like, "Oh shit!" And I was like, "I don't know if that's oh shit, like I'm amazing, oh shit, or I'm bad." Just two parallel lines. I didn't know what mm. it
1: meant. Wow, what mm. what a hero that person yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but congratulations to the guy that created it. He sold it. How how furious must all must all the crossword writers be? Right. It's a dumb game that he because that's what with. it is, right? All of it. You know what it is. I'll be honest. It's so crazy. The, pr- the the way he was w- able to sell it is because everybody's talking about it. But it's the sort of game that the New York Times could have just written that algorithm in two and a half minutes. Right. And called it dirtle instead of Wordle. Yeah. Or Wordles or something like that. And sure. said, go ahead, sue us. Yep. And instead, they spent I don't know my, how much money. I mean, good for him. That's a real boon in life. But why wow. are we pretending that that is not? That's the most basic computer programming. I, if you left me alone in a prison cell, I could probably figure out how to how, how to, to program, program that. that. <laughs> like a monkey would type Shakespeare eventually. Yes, you know? yes. That, I would. I would create Wordle eventually, just because I needed something to do. Sure. But that's like. When computers were first invented, and they had Logo and all these, you know, whatever it was, you drinking a diet Dr. Brown's
0: a diet? No, I'm drinking a Zevia. Oh, back
1: on Zevia,
0: uh, creamy root beer,
1: not cream soda, but creamy root beer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Thank you. In for any event, the yeah. Uh, well, that was really those cans were like, you know, that was a can alike to Dr. Brown.
0: Is what that is. no kidding? Yeah, yeah.
1: but. Anyway, forget about. I always for buy knockoff. Yeah. Uh, dear, it's Darn none me. of your business. Oh, and uh. it certainly would be horrible if anything happened, and you had shared this person's business, and this person not had not it. chosen to share their business. It's none of your business. It's not going to reflect negative on your performance, Mm-mm. and this is not unlike the breast reduction question that that was answered on the Geneville Peak episode where if your boss says to you, do you know, did you know, you say, that's really none of my business. Yeah, It's no yeah. one's business. What's happening with her body. That's her business. Why she shared it with you. I don't know, but, and I think you need to examine whatever this, uh, teacher's pet situation as you have going on. And I would but also you need say like, consider sharing this information.
0: I would just say, you know, it was none of my business. I guess if you really wanted to, you could say, you know, she told me something about it very early on, but I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I don't think we should discuss it.
0: Yeah. And I don't think your boss would ever ask you that. Although I I tell you what I am impressed by, Becca, someone who is committed to their work and someone who wants to rise up the ranks. That
1: is true.
0: I'm impressed because you don't see that a lot these days. And so I, I think you've got a really bright future, but I think you need to include, you know, friendships in that.
1: I think you need to know what her question was from before. Dear Ronna and Brian, love you both been? dearly. Now let's get into it. I grew up in a small town in Georgia and moved Wait, is this the, to from college. the question before? This is the person Becca wrote in before, and this was her question. Oh, how'd you find it? I look because I looked it up on my. I told you I could computer program wordle. Good if I for had
0: you, Rana. That was impressive.
1: I'm okay. now in my early thirties, living in California, and still in close contact with my childhood friend group. There are six of us who stay in touch. Four out of six are mothers of three plus children living in our hometown. Okay. Okay. She lives Got in it. California. Four I of them have kids. Were, two of them okay. don't. My question centers around my friendship with one of these women, Trista. Trista has had a hell of a year. See, timeline. June 2020, Trista oh, has an affair with this. her coworker. Mm-hmm. July 2020, she gets a divorce from her husband. You must have done this question when I was on my break Maybe. with baby Steve. She gets a divorce from her husband, Dean, complete with speedy but brutal custody hearing. He shares video he secretly recorded of her her when she was drunk, as well as text messages and emails he hacked from her phone. Also, a week before the hearing, she gets a DUI and loses her job. Fall 2020. (laughs) Trista gets a Facebook message from a guy we sort of knew in high school. Austin falls head over heels, gets matching tattoos, can only speak about her boyfriend and takes yes. on the general affect of an 18 year old. Oh, of course. November, 2020 Austin leaves Trista for his ex-wife in Dallas. Sounds like Austin. December, 2020 Trista, Trista is obsessed with quote finding a husband mentions Austin incessantly. January 2021, Austin leaves his ex-wife, returns to Trista. February 2021, Austin leaves Trista again for his ex-wife. Trista confides in her ex-husband, Dean. March 2021, Trista and Dean are dating, and she goes from calling me weekly to not responding to my texts spring 2021. She has ghosted me and I'm feeling like our friendship is ending context as to why this has anything to do with me. I was extremely supportive of her leaving Dean and text conversations between the two of us where we used, were used as character evidence against her in the divorce. I can't imagine Dean allowing her to maintain our friendship. If they were to reconcile, he's the kind of guy who allows things. June 2021. She calls for the first time in months, says she ended things with Dean, casually mentioned she's seeing Austin again. What? This wreck. Trista and I have remained close friends over the years, despite a lot of, I wish I never took a break with a question like this. A lot (laughs) of differences. There are things I've accepted about her that I would never allow in her in a new friend. Her insistence COVID is a hoax from China. Her affinity for quoting Joel Austin. The, quote, uh, wine and good times calligraphy above her dining table. Yeah, you got it. Connecting after a few months of not speaking has bit hurt. She would not acknowledge why she distanced herself. She danced in circles around the subject as only Southern women can do. Rana, I often think of my home friends when you speak about friendships falling out around my age. I love Trista, but I'm not quite sure why I continue this friendship. I'll admit I've enjoyed hearing some of her escapades. She's living a Luann-style life, and I'm here for it. But after Funny. not speaking for a few months, I'm not sure I have space to maintain this relationship as before. But, 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 but I don't know why I kept writing that, reading that question, but it was kind of exciting and fun.
0: Yeah. I so forgot about that. So that was Becca's that.
1: original question. Becca, keep your, new, new, your snoot to yourself, okay? I got to Can- say,
0: though, Becca, you do sound like a good friend. But... Not and
1: such I hope a good us out of your I, life. Good honestly. friend, not such a good co I, I
0: wonder me. what I wonder what she said. She took my advice, like I, I which I, I hope it works.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure it was terrific advice.
0: But now you should take mine and Rana's and say none of your business.
1: Correct. Yeah. Uh By the way, you know, we got right into this episode. We didn't even talk about any of our comments from people.
0: Should we go through some?
1: Yeah, let's do a couple of comments, then we'll do the next Oh, push. so
0: Trista recently proposed to a man she met while he was getting a paternity test at her work.
1: Correct. That's why I went through, continued going through the letter. So Trista's in great shape. She yeah, works Trist at place on top of the place that gives paternity tests. My God. And a guy came in because he wasn't sure if he had fathered a child with someone. Or there was a breakup happening and he was trying to... Snoodle out of the God, You did the right
0: thing by stepping away from that. Yeah. All right, let's let's listen to some of these comments. Okay. We got five stars, Rana. Yeah. Outstanding. OMG. And then the hands mm. clapping. That episode with Adam Ripon was outstanding. Can't remember if I was you weren't here. A,
1: you weren't present
0: now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You are a genius. Thanks for all the laughs. Five stars. Great laughs, great advice, easy favorite.
1: That person who wrote that's called a cook dad.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't even see the name. Yeah. This one's from so many nicknames. Five stars only. Ron is always correct. Brian is always delightful. And the guests are always charming. This show... Here's another Countess Luann reference. This show has both the chaotic joy of a Countess Luann performance and the oh. mastery of a Candace Burris one. I can't
1: really? Candy Burris.
0: Excuse me. Candy Burris.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's a, someone who found us through bitch sesh for sure.
0: Definitely. High yeah. praise. And Callie OHW, I haven't not stopped listening to this podcast. Hmm. So you have stopped.
1: Yeah. you done.
0: It is hilarious. <laughs> Educational <laughs> and truly life altering, I laugh out loud and spend all my money on Rana's exceptional recommendations. Excellent, excellent work. You're doing it right, then. You're absolutely doing it right. Now, Rana. Yeah. Do you want to get in? Do you want to read this next one?
1: Yeah, I'll read the next one. Okay. Dear Rana Bryan and esteemed guest, I'm a 30 year old male and I'd like to know if I can get a second attempt at going crazy like I'm 29. Who's this writing to us from behind a fan and a powdered wig? I'd like to know.
0: This is very, this is very dangerous. <laughs> Le liaison d'angerous. This is very steamy.
1: My fiance is an, an avid listener of your podcast. And I got engaged eight months ago when I was 29. And we're getting married in two months between marriage preparations, moving in together in the pandemic, which we've been taking seriously. I feel like maybe I missed out on going crazy. Does Ronald Law permit a do-over on going 29 crazy? Is there another crazy window to which I can look forward? Sincerely, sadly, 30. P.S. I have very loud sneezes in my pot. It told me to write to ask Brian if he has any tips on getting quieter.
0: Wow. Well, we've done a sneeze episode.
1: Yeah, well, with that's what what it, Watkins. This is, a, you know, this person is a person that just felt like getting into the carriage house being heard and wanted to brag about getting married in two months. Definitely. That's where this is. He has yeah. that
0: Marie Antoinette heart-shaped rouge that the men were doing back then.
1: No question about And a little it. dot
0: on the top of his eye. And a little duck
1: lip, a little duck lip. And
0: he's fan, fan, fanning. Yeah. I got to tell you, <laughs> I think I'm right about this, Ronna, because this is really a question for you because you were the one who... You are the anthropologist who realized this in human It's matter.
1: true. I that is right. I have a pa- I have patented my study. I yes. people are citing me in yes. great works uh, of psychology all across the globe now about the 29 the 29 effect.
0: The 29 ep- Yeah. Honest to God, I'd buy the book because by the way, you're right about it. I would just say though, the tw- the 29-year-old crazy thing that Rana has talked about before isn't like a fun crazy.
1: This is not a room springer. You don't get to go crazy when you're 29.
0: Right. It's more like you are the most insecure. You feel like you're never going to measure up and you're trying to overcompensate for that. So you're an asshole, right?
1: Yes. it's It's the last moment where you're supposed to get serious and you know you're supposed to get serious. You don't feel like getting serious. And so instead what you do is destroy everyone's else's life in your life
0: you take advantage of people you make people <laughs> feel like crap i mean like that's the crazy. think
1: yeah i'm i mean i'm single i can do whatever i want you know whatever you go through your personal nonsense and you take it out on it you could do whatever you want my where i come in as an intervention is the moment where you're hurting other people right that's what i don't care for i don't care for cruelty amongst people No, I leave room for nuance. I leave room for blurry lines. I leave room for we didn't define this, we didn't define that. What I don't leave room for is destroying people to make yourself feel better because you're feeling insecure about your future or your mortality
0: and you're not no, aware that you're you. even doing that because you're so caught up in your own shit and you're so selfish that you're that if someone gets upset this is if someone if you break up with someone and they get upset about it you're like don't be so selfish what about me i have a life too like you just are acting yeah, out or of yeah i being told awful. you
1: i wasn't looking for a exact- boyfriend
0: right the cop outs come out yeah, and like whatever the they are. fine print and the bullshit
1: i'm yeah. not a bad person am right, i and it's also your job who i've been running over with my car backwards and forwards backwards right, and forwards right, backwards right. and forwards <laughs> to tell me, I'm. You, it's okay, you know I didn't mean it. I'm not a yeah. bad person. Right. Yeah. You want to have a room springer. That's between you That's and your what fiance. You That's Yeah. Yeah. That's what the Amish children have when they let them go out and taste methamphetamine or whatever they do. And then they yeah. come back and say, I prefer the taste of whole unpasteurized milk to methamphetamine. well, <laughs> they don't?
0: I missed the buggy.
1: Either way, they get the dental work. They should get the dental work done when they're out in the world, I do think.
0: I feel like they do some modern things like that with healthcare and stuff, right? Don't Amish go to the hospital?
1: They all get tattoos. Do they go to the hospital? I don't... Maybe they do now, but they didn't used to. Okay. Yeah. They used to go to their doctors or their, you know. Right. But I don't think a dental, you know, I don't think braces... Is the Amish way? Yeah,
0: you're right. I think it's yeah. more like,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't probably know. if they had to yank a tooth, they attach that's it what to they do. A cot and then the horse pulls. I wonder out if that's or... the
0: only time they can Amish drink.
1: Uh no. You mean do they have their own little drink that they have? Is this some sort of you know barley wine that they make or something like that? Is that what you're asking?
0: Well, I was just thinking because it'd be a great excuse to have a tooth pulled if you wanted to try drinking. Because maybe they would throw alcohol in your
1: mouth. No, I think that's the whole reason they go totally cuckoo bananas on the room springers. They don't drink and they don't smoke and they don't dance, I don't believe.
0: Right. God.
1: Dante. Okay.
0: Well, uh, I was just going to say...
1: You want to go cuckoo and sleep with a few other people. That's between you and your fiance. But I can just assure you that you won't be getting married in two months if you... Just be like,
0: (laughs) is there any way... (laughs) Unless you say to your fiance, I want to have...
1: A 12-some.
0: I want to have a fucking bachelor party is what I want. Yeah. And I want to go nuts.
1: I want a free pass. I want, I want a bachelor a free, weekend and I want a free pass. I want a free pass, free pass to do it?
0: whatever I want to do yeah. safely. But, you know, that's what I want. With strange,
1: and, complete strangers. Not anybody we know. Or, meaning see what he says. you can't sleep with people you both know.
0: Two no, months before you no, get married, yeah, yeah. nothing. That's, that's not going to that complicate is. the relationship. No,
1: that's only if you have a terminal illness or something like that. You can right. get away with that, but you can't. But not no. before. New order Amish prohibit alcohol, but not old order. Oh, that sounds like well, a take that sucks. That right the Reformation. If we've got yeah, they got more st- more strict, I suppose. <sighs> if we've awful. got any Amish in the audience, let us fill us please. in,
0: please.
1: Oh, I used to be so fascinated by the Amish.
0: Well, I went to uh, d- a school with uh, someone in the drama class who was Amish, who grew up Amish. Really? And was then just in the four-year NYU program. Isn't that are wild?
1: They, are they still an act of that mm-hmm. person?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. But they were out and
1: they very were also, sexy. Uh, gay. Really? Yeah. Sexy.
0: Very sexy. Huh.
1: I wonder where a.
0: We had a couple of tense moments, I'll say that, and I I would.
1: But no roles in the proverbial Amish hayloft?
0: No, we would just talk sexy at like, you know, the dining hall or whatever.
1: Really? (laughs) Doesn't sound sexy.
0: Well, it felt (laughs) the tension was so palpable while I was eating. you could cut it
1: with an Amish butter knife.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Did he ever serve you a Pennsylvania Dutch apple pie?
0: Wouldn't that have been wonderful?
1: Or pie in a I bag. should have
0: asked him to cook for me. I never did.
1: Oh, he couldn't cook. That's women's work.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. Damn yeah. it. But
1: well, you could have had uh, him speak Pennsylvania Dutch to you.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: His also, family let him sh- leave hmm? the the uh fold in order to go to Tish. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. Isn't that wild? I'd love to know what happened to him.
0: Me too. Uh,
1: Dia, but Read I remember the one time one. he sang this song. Oh, yes, yeah. sorry, Dia. What did he sing? What in a sing?
0: class he sang this song from My Fair Lady I've Grown Accustomed to Her Face, and he sang <laughs> it so much that some other people in the class because he would get noted on it and then he'd come back and he'd keep singing it. That other people started saying, I've grown accustomed to this song. It was pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, go go tell your partner you want to have a crazy bachelor party and then be done with that. But twenty nine year old crazy is not the crazy you want.
1: No, well, it's a, it's whatever you want, but it's not what that's not what we're prescribing to people.
0: And this is for all men in general. Go to fucking therapy now, so you don't have a midlife crisis, because that's when it all comes out. Because you haven't dealt with it. Start going to therapy. Work it out. Work it out. Yeah. Okay. Here we go, Rona. Yeah. This one is. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I agree with her in this next letter. That's a little whiny.
1: The email, this letter is too long, and then we have a very long cliffhanger. Oh, that's so right. We, so we we'll better get, we'll hop so, to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess the cliffhanger is not that long, but it looked kind of long to me. Yeah. This letter is long and. I already know my advice. All I did was skim this letter. but my first advice is going to be figuring out how this person communicates because this person has difficulty communicating without getting all hot, hot. under the call. oh,
0: I yeah, I yeah. know from that. yeah, Hello, Rana Brian, and fabulous guest <laughs> I'm writing you this email, hot <laughs> off the heels of an infuriating situation.
1: Hot. There we go. I like that. Off the heels, on off the feet. heels, on the it. heels.
0: Yeah. I'm a graduate student studying school psychology, okay. and I'm currently in a one year internship at a local district. The workload is much more than full time. I see seven students weekly for counseling, run a social skills group consisting of nine students, teach social emotional skills to students with emotional disturbances. That mm-hmm. is the legal term. I know it sounds a bit outdated. And conduct endless psychoeducational assessments, complete with thirty-page reports for each, and endless meetings. My God! Oh, because this is the work you have to do to in order to get license, I guess. Yes, right? these yeah. are your
1: hours. Okay,
0: I do clinical all of this- hours. Right, you have to get like three thousand five hundred or something like that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's some th- number. Yeah,
0: it's but a big number. Yeah, I do all of this without being paid. My district has paid interns historically, but stated they could not pay this year due to funding being allocated to other programs due to COVID. Okay. Most nearby districts of a lower socioeconomic status than mine have continued to pay their interns approximately twenty to twenty-five thousand, actually twenty to twenty-seven thousand dollars. However, I did not get offered a position at either of the two local districts that paid. The positions went to two of my other cohort members. And the other closest districts that paid were about an hour commute each way with the commuter traffic. And my old car that I need to last me until I have a job is about on its last leg. And driving that far Monday through Friday for 10 months would have been the death of it. In the end. TMI. Yes, but also. You didn't
1: take that job. So, because you wanted this job. Anyway, go on.
0: In the end, I chose convenience and proximity over money. Okay. And I was content with my choice because I've been having a wonderful learning experience, albeit still maintaining my stance that unpaid internships are completely unethical. I couldn't agree more. I started in August and cut to the present. My supervisor is part of a panel... My graduate program is holding where the students a year below us, those who are preparing to apply for internships, have a chance to hear what the various local districts have to offer potential interns. The panel has asked the question, how many paid positions will we be offering the next year? My supervisor unmutes herself and says that our district will be offering not one, not two, but all caps, three paid internship positions. Mm-hmm. I was immediately filled with disgust. They found the funding to pay for three interns next year but haven't found anything, not even a merely $1,000 stipend to offer me. I've been living off my savings this past year that I earned by working through all of college. I'm on public assistance to help pay for groceries and I live in California in a medium city, so cost of living is not cheap. I will have a job, I will have very little money left to my name by the end of the summer. I've been banking that I will have a job as a licensed school psychologist lined up for this August and will pick up a summer job once my internship ends in June. I know I made the choice to accept an unpaid position, but I'm still enraged. Here's my question. Do I go to the district and ask for compensation now that I am privy to their plan to pay three interns next school year? Ultimately, I'm hoping to be hired on with this district. However, it is unclear how likely this is as of now. There may be only one position available, and a psych who is working as the psychologist substitute for the district this year is expected to apply. She has more experience, but I have many people from the district rallying around me and offering to write me letters of rec, speak to our director on my behalf, etc. I don't want to come off aggressive or difficult and hurt my chances at a job. The application is expected to open between March and May, but I just feel so wronged and taken advantage of. I don't know how much they plan to pay these new interns, but I simply cannot believe that the thought didn't cross their mind to skim a little off the top of the budget they miraculously got approved and give it to me as recognition for all of my hard work. I would be grateful for even just a $1,000 stipend at this point, but feel like they could easily swing 5000 Please help me navigate this situation as I am relatively new to the professional world outside of the stereotypical college gigs I've been doing for the past several years, and I know my emotions may be impairing my judgment. Thank you both so much unpaid intern. I do want to say that I apologize for calling this letter whiny, because it actually isn't. I just skimmed it.
1: Well, it's not that it's whiny. It is uh, passionate, shall we say. It's passionate.
0: It's passionate. And this is clearly bothering you, and you are probably one of those people who doesn't quite have the skills to express yourself neutrally.
1: This is exactly the point. Say more on that.
0: Well, and I, we've, I feel like we've dealt with someone like this before. I am like this. I have to basically write it out, meditate, and then do about 25 versions before I get to a place where I am calm, rational, and succinct. Because I get and I get enraged about things, not as much as I used to, but it happens, and I get very passionate. And I go quickly, and this is a fault of mine, and maybe of yours. I don't in other scenarios, not yours, Rana, but the letter writers,
1: possibly mine too.
0: I sometimes am quick to feel wronged. Yeah, you know, and it's not a good quality.
1: Well, but it comes from somewhere. It comes from somewhere,
0: but yeah. that somewhere has to be dealt with, you know? And
1: Yes, but it's, a, it's also, you know, we talk about go to therapy, fix something, move on. Yeah. That isn't really the reality of how life works, which is right. there are certain things that you just have to massage over and over again, or you have to, you have to do that work almost like it's exercise. Mm-hmm. You have a predilection towards behaving a certain way, not you people. Sure. Sure. And we all have our little triggers or did they mean this? Or did I hear that? Or how did I hear it? Right. And how was it said? Exactly. And for some people that is much more explosive than others, but we're all coming from a situation where where those patterns were set long ago. Or we don't have the experience in the real world with people that are calm, rational, caring, considerate, not, uh, not predictable. Busy even right? Yeah, not not bi- predictable. Wonderful world. What? Not busy enough to care about what's going on with us. Whatever, whatever it is, and that's harder to find than you would think. And that's why those people are important in your life. Yeah. Often, those people are family, friends, counselors, therapists. If you've got a good one, that you realize there's a different way of doing things in this world. This person, it sounds like, has a smidge of, I'm not, it's not a victim narrative. That really isn't what it is. It's just understandably you feel hurt, undervalued, and you're asking yourself, why didn't they think of me? And the answer is that in a professional setting, often people just don't think that way. It does. It is not What has happened here is not personal. It's not a reflection of your work or lack thereof. It is, especially in a school system, people look at the budget.
0: I was going to say, and this might not be a budget that goes into force until, like, they may not have the money now. It might be budgeted for the next school year, which includes the next crop of interns
1: and people. They're so rigid about the way they see things know, like that, especially that at a school or anything that's administrative. So yeah. they think last year, pande- pandemic we had half the budget this year, bigger budget. And no one is thinking about the line items. No one's saying we should go back and buy those trash cans. We couldn't buy now, or we should go back and pay the person we didn't pay last year. But it sounds like you have a nice relationship with your supervisor and that you could say to them, I wanted to discuss something with you. I noticed that there's a budget for three or interns next year. Uh, I have absolutely loved every inch of this job and the experience that I'm getting, but it is definitely a strain on me in a way that is hard to take. And it's disappointing that, next year you ha- you have the budget for three and that I wasn't paid at all this year, do you think there is a way to rectify the situation? Mm-hmm.
0: That's either perfect.
1: Can they, is there a way to either find some money in the budget for me or da-da-da-da-da? But as I'm sure you can imagine, I've been working two jobs and dipping into my savings, and I've loved every ounce of the work I've done, but it f- for sure is disappointing to see that you're going to pay people for the same thing next year that I was not paid for this year.
0: Absolutely. And I think if you go in like that without your guns loaded, without being reactionary, and really, this is actually where I actually do channel Rana a little bit. Hmm. When I'm lobbed something like this, if something happens like this to me, I'm acting like something like this happens to me all the time and it doesn't. Twice a day. Yeah, sure.
1: (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: god damn, there's no more root beer in here. No, you're
1: just saying you just say you can relate.
0: Me. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah. It's so much easier on yourself and your mind and your spirit to just say, huh, I don't like that. I'm gonna talk to him about it. Yeah. It just is so, and of course you're gonna react how you react and all this, but it's so much more soothing to yourself to be like, well. I'm going to ask about it because I don't really appreciate that. And um, we'll see what happens in the conversation. Maybe there's a reason for it. And
1: I think it's important. I do think it's important to however you express yourself to say, I'm sure you can understand Mm -hmm. because who, who can't see the iniquity in this?
0: Of course. And by the way, to answer your sort of hidden question in there, you should say something. I don't think that you should worry oh, that if you say something you won't get you won't get picked for this other position because I have to say, like, why would you want to work somewhere that can't have any conversation about money and well, what you're getting paid? That's you know? exactly
1: right. This is a professional situation. So right. one is you have this is good practice in the future when you have to go to your boss or whoever the hiring committee is or a funding committee and say, I need this money for this thing and defend it. You know, that that's that's part of life and a excellent skill to have is a way to have a neutral conversation. Mm -hmm. But if you make them feel like they are villains for not paying you and now paying the new person, they are not going to want to do anything for you. No. If you say to them, I'm certain that, you know, everything's been crazy and last year was last year, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure nobody connected the dots here, but, from where I'm sitting, it's really tough to see that there were going to be three p- paid positions this year, and I had an unpaid position this year for the same work. Yeah, because I think what you're also saying is, again, you know, I don't think you should be threatening a lawsuit or this or that, but there are ways to say things which point out to people that there's a problem here.
0: Plus in your and line of work, the you...
1: internships, it's a big deal. Unemployment law. That's been a big thing for the last couple of years where there have been sort of intern class action suits and things like that. So there's precedent.
0: Right. There, there are things that are, like you said before, Rana, seemingly so unfair and hurtful and that feel personal. It could be as simple as this budget's a new budget. And like you said, administrative stuff, it's Always so difficult to try to change it. You know, it's so hard, but this is worth a conversation and it's worth you putting on what you probably lead in these seminars and with these children of just like really putting on your listening ears, really absorbing it. And then, well, yes, that was
1: my next question is how can you use your degree to Mm -hmm. your advantage here? Mm -hmm. Meaning, what would you tell a child? Or whatever, who was feeling dysregulated about something like this? How would you tell them to approach? This is a question of fairness. I mean, that is the trigger that you. This is what this is triggered in you. This isn't fair, which is what children say all the time. That is how they express their displeasure with the scenario that they that they feel is unequal in some way. This isn't fair, and this True. isn't fair. And that person also. Just keep in mind, these people are very bureaucratic. And so they may very well say oh well that was last year this is this year. You would say you should push back a little bit on that yes. and say I would just ask could you please go away take another look at it talk to whoever you need to talk to. But as I'm sure you can understand it's it seems there's a real imbalance when I am actually doing the job and there are three future people that you're talking about who will then be paid for the job that I'm actually doing. And yeah. I would not say, I would not mention $1,000 or $5,000. No,
0: no, that's I a great would
1: wait point. and see what they come back to you with because they may very well come back to you and say, you're right, we're going to give you, we're going to take one of the salaries and we're going to give it to you. Yeah. And you might get the whole salary you weren't going to get.
0: You're right, you're right. Yeah, don't, don't go in with a number or anything like that.
1: The other thing is, Maybe they wanna. Maybe they can't pay you out of this year's budget. We, you, you might say, "Oh well, I'm willing to accept deferred payment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: meaning pay me out of next year's budget." Yeah, but pay me.
0: I, I agree. And by the way, yeah. I would feel disappointed, hurt, burned. You shouldn't, though. But it's absolutely worth a conversation to get some, you know, to get to feel better, but also to like they should know how you feel about that.
1: Yes, but do not lose your cool and do not feel attacked. don't interrupt, nothing. None of that. Listen, uh uh-huh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. I can understand why, yes, that makes it well. Last year's budget, this year, that totally makes sense to me. Just from where I'm sitting, I'm doing 49 hours of work a week. I'm working three jobs and every other district surrounding our district pays the interns. So as you can see, there is a real, and I was happy to take the job because I needed the experience and I love working here. And I hope upon hope to continue my work here, but you know, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't say something. Well, we can't, we can't, we can't. Okay. Well, if you could just do me the favor of going away, thinking about it, and seeing if the, maybe talking to your supervisor, whatever it is, and see if there's anything that can be done. But I would not take no for an answer in that meeting.
0: And I will also say, no matter what happens with the outcome of this, it will, ch- it will change you that you did this the right way. Definitely. It, you will be able to do this more and more easily, it, whether it's work-related or whether it isn't, it's a good thing to do.
1: If nothing else, you feel terrific for having done it. I agree. But I'll be very surprised if they don't think, if they don't find a way to come up with something for you. Yeah. And acknowledge the work that you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, dear. So.
0: Oh, we got a prize a, to give away.
1: How about a recap? Yes, we do have a prize. What should we give away today? I've been, I have been—I have to admit, I've been a little lazy coming up with exciting, knowing what my prize is going to be. Last week was pretty
0: exciting, Rana. It was a
1: great prize, of that course. It's one. not that they're not terrific prizes. It's that I'm not coming in with a prize. But I've sort of been enjoying seeing who we've got Where in front of us and what fall. they could use. I think that's That's great. kind of fun to tailor it to them.
0: So Rana, we have Becca who is gonna
1: spill the beans on someone else's pregnancy. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
0: We We have. She
1: should send us something.
0: We have twenty nine. No kidding. We have 20, want to relive my 29 year old. Becca's
1: job is once her coworker feels that she's in the clear on the pregnancy, it's Becca's job to give her a secret gift as a secret apology that the coworker doesn't even know is an apology for the way that she was thinking. That's my first piece of information. Great,
0: honestly. Send a
1: flowers, whatever it is. Yeah. But just- For the things that
0: went unsaid.
1: That's your, yes, exactly. That's your penance.
0: And then we have the 29-year-old, well, the 30-year-old who wants to be 29 to have a Springer. who got the whole 29 effect wrong.
1: Yes. The, uh, well, they're getting nothing.
0: I feel like it's got to be the unpaid intern.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, of course it's the unpaid intern. Who else mm-hmm. could it be?
0: That's It's her. What do you think, now, Rana, What's your sense telling you?
1: Well... We have to send her the coffee because all teachers love coffee. I was gonna say,
0: that's so funny you say that. I was gonna say the coffee.
1: But we're gonna send her one other thing. We almost did these this year for Rana. We did they were on our Ronica list last year.
0: Okay. And
1: this year they weren't because we were gonna do them as a gift set. We almost did them as a gift set, but supply chain and da-da-da. Yeah. Right. We're gonna send her one of those. Either Corksicle or Yeti travel mugs.
0: Oh, cute. Great. Those are lovely.
1: Or if there's a better one. Is there a fabulous one from the MoMA store that you love?
0: The ones that I see that I think are always the most attractive are Corksicle and, and Yeti.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to send a Corksicle or a Yeti travel mug along with the coffee. Love it. Because everyone knows all people that work in school environments need a travel mug.
0: Certainly. And this uh, way you can... Anytime you touch it, you can think of all the inner strength and calm you have,
1: and you can swirl, calm, swirl it when you're That's trying right. to decide what we you're to say. About it. Yeah, give it a good swirl, or you can cup it when you're having the conversation to keep your hands warm.
0: Rana, before we leave this cliffhanger, I have got to tell. This is breaking news, and I don't what? know how you're going to feel about it.
1: I thought you were going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh no! I love breaking news. Oh, I have breaking news too. Go ahead.
0: So. You know, I get the duo every month. Sure. for Grana. I do the Carriage House Blend and the Shades of V. Guess what I did, Rona?
1: I can't imagine.
0: And I don't know how anyone in this world is going to feel about it, but I don't uh, care. Oh, no, you not
1: them. No,
0: because it gets a bad rap. I got a drip coffee maker.
1: It's very funny that you say that. I've been And I got it.
0: a... Um, Grinder, like an actual grinder, like a good one. Burr grinder. So
1: you're grinding your beans and then you which drip coffee maker did you make get?
0: It's the one Wirecutter recommended. I think it was like the OXO one. The There's OXO, a specific of course OXO, course OXO, the one OXO. The OXO one. And then I got like a, cup.
1: The OXO 8 cup.
0: And then I got like a burr. I don't remember the name of the grinder. It wasn't the fellow. It was cheaper than It's that, a burr it was, grinder. It, yeah, it was highly recommended. Also from Wirecutter. I'll tell you the name. Um, but anyway, I know people are weird about so you're getting a
1: whole bean. Why don't you just get it ground then?
0: I don't want to. I like the whole bean.
1: Okay, it does last don't... longer with the whole bean.
0: That's I guess that's why. Okay. Well, the, the I, I one I got is t- called the Baratza Encore.
1: Yes, of course. That's yeah. the that's the uh, classic. maybe you said if up. I should
0: just get it ground. Maybe I don't need the grinder. Maybe that's you just already got expense. the grinder. I know, but I haven't taken it out of the box yet. Anyway, this is not interesting.
1: I think you're gonna like having the grinder because you're gonna like the smell of the coffee, ground coffee beans in your house. Mm-hmm. How were you doing it before if you weren't grinding it?
0: I was, but I had like a shitty ten dollar. Exactly. Seasoned, exactly.
1: season for spices, but also for coffee. Exa-
0: exactly, yeah. and they—that's yeah. not, I guess, a burr grinder.
1: Yeah. I think you're going to enjoy this, this encounter with your Baratza. So that's what Wait, I think.
0: Wait, but did you say you had breaking news too?
1: Well, it's also related to kitchen appliances. Okay. I can't believe I'm going to admit this, but I have to because Adam O'Byrne caught me in the act. Oh, God. I was about to make a hard, so a couple of hard-boiled eggs for myself in the carriage house kitchen, you know, the clubhouse.
0: Yeah. Uh, with the dash, or with something else?
1: With the Dosh egg yeah. cooker. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, you want me to put those on for you, Rana?" And I said, no, nah, I could do it myself. He said, let me, I know, of course, You know. I'll, I'll put them on for you. So he was, I said, no, no, let me do it. He was watching me arrange my eggs on the tray.
0: Yeah. Fine.
1: And he said, you're not going to puncture them?
0: You don't puncture them?
1: I said, what are you talking about?
0: Tell me your skin, tell me your skin secrets. Tell me your egg secrets. Keep going.
1: I said, what are you talking about? He said, you have to puncture them. I said, what are you talking about?
0: It comes with a little needle you puncture it with or a little, you know. Correct. Tack, yeah.
1: Well, I didn't know anything about it.
0: But they were still coming out okay?
1: He said, of course, coming out perfect. He said- Why bother did you, then? Did you not read the instructions? And I said, what are the instructions? There's a water measurement and eggs and one switch. And he said, well.
0: they hi- It's a hideaway.
1: It's, it's attached to the bar. Bo- I don't Correct. think the first generation one that I had, I don't think it uh-huh. had that.
0: Maybe you I'd don't I'd be very, very curious
1: to know. Well, anyway, I tried it the other day. It works perfectly. Was
0: there a difference?
1: Honestly, I think there was more precision about, you With know, the on prep. the, on the, on the, uh, measuring cup, it says hard to soft. Mm-hmm. That's the, which I love that. So easy. A little hard, a little hard, a little hard, you know, a little yeah. harder. Uh, And I do feel that after the prick, they came out exactly how I wanted them. Instead of me deciding how much water, you know, playing with the water measurements.
0: Have you tried the waffle maker? I've never tried it. I can't believe you're not
1: more upset about that than I I just, I honestly,
0: no, all I could think was this. I'm not even upset with you. All I could think was like, oh, that would save me some time if I don't have to prick it.
1: I was worried the eggs were going to break when I had to do the prick.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a tense moment
1: sometimes. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, I have not tried the waffle maker. Laura Danielle, the uh, litigator, has the waffle maker, and she okay. swears that she makes waffles for her children every morning. And the mini waffle maker, they love it.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll try
1: it sometime. Ellie Kemper has it because I sent it to her. Right. But I haven't had a review from her in a while. I haven't heard from Ellie Kemper in a while. I'll be honest with you. All right. Yeah.
0: Well.
1: So presumably she's still. Cycling on a peloton in St. Louis or wherever she is now. Wow. So, uh, remove the whe- remove up. the wheels, Ellie, and ca- come right back, yeah, us, just, um, right back to us, dear. Bring yourself um, right back to us. All wheels. right, dear. I am going to read this cliffhanger.
0: We're going to get out
1: of here because I've had enough of this. I understand, dear Ronner Thank and you. Lady Brian. Thank and you. Guest. Thank you. By the way, how about Rob Hopper Design?
0: Rob Hoppe design, honestly.
1: So funny. Fat. He's we the one who about did, it on as we Patreon. know. You're
0: right. We did talk. We didn't talk about 3 yeah. He's the one who did the flyer, the design, the, incredible, the art. Incredible. incredible. Mrs. Glickman and Lady Brian Valentine show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: I'm going to skip the pleasantries and get right down to the nitty gritty. This is going to be long. And for that, I apologize in advance to the fabulous run. They said going to be long. They didn't say gonna be. I said gonna be. My problem is with a dear friend of almost 20 years and her, excuse me, piece of shit boyfriend. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Why do people put these words in my mouth? I don't understand. It's not right, Ronna. They have been on and off for four years now, and he is 14 years her junior. My friend is 38. So they started dating when he was 20.
0: 20 20-ish. Okay.
1: Quick math. Right. So as we know, this relationship was doomed. As we know, here we go. So as we know, this relationship was doomed from the beginning because Baby Steve has more maturity than most men in their twenties. True, Baby
0: Steve is wise beyond. Baby interest.
1: Steve is so wonderful right now. I can't tell you. She's a snake. She steals things. Uh, Aside from the age difference, this man is the absolute worst in every way. He can't keep a job, has alt-right ideology with no knowledge of what he speaks of, and is so lazy, my friend has to make him shower before sex because his nether regions stink up the room. Oh, I'm going to go throw myself in the ocean. I wish I was kidding. He's been caught talking to other women multiple, in all caps, times on apps. My friend has broken up with him at least five times, each time resulting in them maintaining contact and getting back together, usually in less than a week. This is absolutely disgusting. I mean, I know we're not supposed to pre-answer these questions, but this is disgusting, and he's a teenager, and she's got a teenager living in her house. Mm -hmm. Who else do you have to tell to bathe besides a teenager? (laughs) So true. Now the latest drama. In the beginning of the pandemic, they. Oh my god! It oh god! Oh <laughs> ha. Oh Rana,
0: Rana just got a huge allergy <laughs> to whatever's coming.
1: <laughs> I can't even say the words. Rana's
0: nightmare in words.
1: They bought two ferrets together. <sighs> Yes, you heard that oh right. Rodents in all caps,
0: which, by the way, smell like the nether regions of an unbathed.
1: They're very musky man. ferrets. If you've oh. ever t- touched one, sick. Oh, they feed their they feed their ferrets raw chicken. Gross. Oh. gross. Oh my and let them wander about the house free range. Double gross.
0: I'm like feeling gross.
1: apparently. Oh. They even, they even hide raw chicken all over the house. Well, oh apparently their cat ate some rotten chicken, all caps, and almost died as a result. My friend had to feed the cat through an IV every three hours to keep her alive with no help from her boyfriend. On top of that, she told him they have to help they have to keep the ferrets caged while eating and while out of the house to protect the poor cat who could barely walk. Needless to say, I can't imagine what the question is here, yeah, by the way. I'm enjoying the journey, Honestly, but I can't imagine so- what the question this is. This is
0: like a scene in Breaking Bad.
1: I don't know what any of this has to do with you, but I can't wait. <laughs> Needless to say, he didn't listen. And my friend came home to her cat bleeding Oh, because the ferrets attacked its face. <gasps> this is horrible. Oh, my- when she called the boyfriend at work, he feigned ignorance, but upon inspection, she found bloody towels in the laundry. Did I mention he's a pathological liar? And only a few 20. days later, he was fired again. He's a teenager.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's
1: not a pathological liar. He's a teenager.
0: You know when teenagers but are lying, I when they open I, their mouths. I didn't.
1: I didn't. Who yeah. ate the cake? I, I don't know. I didn't yeah. eat the cake. There's two people in the house. There's no cake, and I didn't eat it. Right. Well, I-, I I guess I had a piece of that. Yeah. Okay. Let's start over. Who ate the cake? Mm-hmm. Now to my question. I'm the tell it like it is friend. The tough love friend who then tells how'd her. how they get to this place? Who, te- <laughs> <laughs> who tells her in no uncertain terms that she's wasting her time on this dude. Mm-hmm. I don't accept your excuses as to why they must stay together, which always revolve, revolve around money. Clearly that makes no sense because of the whole, quote, can't keep a job thing. Well, I'll tell you what he can keep at 20 is an erection. But in any event, that's true towards the beginning of their relationship, I drunkenly told her in New Orleans, this is second New Orleans in two weeks.
0: It's it's in the, in in the air. It's in
1: the ether Mm -hmm. that nobody like, you know, I might be going to Mardi Gras this year. We'll get into it. What? Just kidding. Maybe, maybe not. Mr. Cleveland's trying to coax me down there. Well, it's the pandemic. It's not really the time for Mardi Gras, but they're having it. So, Mister Cleveland's trying to coax me down there for that.
0: Yeah, well, it would
1: have to be a socially distanced Mardi Gras, which is not a thing that exists.
0: No, but I honestly, it sounds better.
1: Well, I'm sure it's not. Well, we'll get look, we'll get into that on the next episode. Okay, I can't get into that. Towards the beginning of their relationship, I drunkenly told her in New Orleans that nobody liked him, which led to her fleeing down Bourbon Street in tears.
0: Yes.
1: Oopsies.
0: One of many who did.
1: She has told me multiple times my delivery hurts her. And other friends have told me that I shouldn't be so harsh, but they all do agree with me. I gave up having any kind of conversation with her about this man and keep my mouth zipped when she so much as mentions his name. I just don't think I can keep the muzzle on this after the last incident. And I am begging for your wise advice. How would you guys approach this topic with someone you love dearly? I want to tell her in no uncertain terms to get rid of the rodents and the boyfriend like yesterday. I know I can't make her do something she's not ready to do, but I also don't think being silent on this topic is the right thing to do. Again, I am so sorry. All caps. This was a novel, but I needed you guys to know the level of depravity in this situation. This is Love like you both to the moon. Rana, quote, signed, always the bad guy, she slasher.
0: Always the bad guy. I hope that you are prepared to send Rana to grief counseling. After what she just had to endure,
1: i when was the last time I reacted to anything like that?
0: Honestly, run of my skin was itchy from it, so I can't even imagine how you felt
1: crawling, creepy, crawling, raw chicken around the house for a ferret game oh,
0: that, that's a tough one that <laughs> is tough,
1: all right, dear. We have to go Good but though. listen. Join us on Patreon. Where we'll answer the question on Friday. Patreon slash ask Rana. And we want to thank everyone who joined us in the carriage test this last weekend. We should have opened with that. I can't believe that we are so absolutely
0: dis- devastated. We're by the that rotten show. chicken. We're the <laughs> rotten surreal. chicken in
1: this situation. Uh, we love you all. We yes. love the support you show us, and we loved getting to spend Valentine's Day with you. So well,
0: I, I mean, it was a night of love for sure and tears.
1: Some tears, some yeah. tears. All right, dears. kiss, kiss.
0: Kiss, kiss.